Well, I mean, you know me. I'm not in it for the result. I'm in it for the process. I like the collaborative aspect of it. I like drawing the drawing. Uh, I like drawing panels. I like drawing koalas. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, I didn't know I like drawing cartoon koalas until we started this project. But I, seems like I do. Uh, but yeah, that was really what I what what I was in. I was in. I was in it for the koalas, basically. Yeah, I mean, who isn't? in it for the koalas leads me into some questions that we've gotten when i told people that we were podcasting Ooh, and this question dovetails very nicely because i was thinking uh recently our friend loch ness released his pinup which i wanted to put into the podcast post so as like a way of featuring it so people can see the art i i love his he has this like teenage mutant ninja turtles art style that he added to I mean, like the, the way he draws muscles and yeah. uh, it's just it's really reminiscent of that early turtles not the black and white or not that early but, but early turtles like early 90s style that was, was really cool yeah he loves a muscle he loves an action figure style muscle oh yeah that's Absolutely. like that's his that's his whole thing and chris also uh tweeted us some questions and very specifically what we were just talking about, you're in it for the koalas. Well, he wants to know why we chose koalas. Specifically oh. koalas versus squids. Why did we choose koalas? I, I think you know the answer to that well, because you pitched the whole – you pitched it. <laughs> I pitched it, was, it to you, that yeah. Was, that, yeah, that was done and ready. I was like, give me something to draw. And you said, I want you to draw this. And I was said, okay. <laughs> that was basically – The conversation was pretty easy. And you know what? Exactly. That was the whole conversation was that, basically. Almost exactly five years ago today, probably. Close to it. Yeah, that seems about yeah, because I remember we started I only remember the time of year. It was like midwinter, early spring, something like that. We started working on the concept art and stuff like that. We were done with the evil life. Right. And you asked, Do you want to work on something else? And I was like, absolutely. But <laughs> I want two things to be different from. Actually, I, th- I think I said I wanted one thing to be different from the evil life, and that was in the evil life. While I I really liked how we went back and forth and discussed the story, I wanted cute crew to be something where you sent me the script. I wanted to feel like I was reading the book, like from start to finish. I like I wanted that to be a greater divide in terms of responsibilities just yeah. to have that process as well because and that is more more of a traditional comic book process anyway uh and i just wanted to see what what would happen uh i mean obviously we still there's still a back and forth like you asked me to draw some concept art and that may change what you write into the story obviously there's a collaborative aspect but still that i wanted that to be uh i wanted to take a step away from 
a, a large chunk of the responsibilities that I'd had in the evil life. And it felt like sitting back and just watching a movie, basically. I, I think I was lazy is what happened. <laughs> no, I would never, I would not describe you as lazy, in my yeah, opinion. But I, I, wanted, I wanted like a pure Nick Marino vision. Well, in that's it. very and I think kind that's of you. But I don't feel like that's, that's what we have. Like, Maybe that's no, what well, you no. get in a script. But that's not and, what the result is, that's for sure. But that was the one thing. There was, yeah, and there was one other, other thing as well. And that was that I wanted to approach it with an art style that was really quick to draw, simple shapes. Yeah. Because uh, it's not super fancy. It's not super deep. We, we'd already done like the evil life with like a million background details. And that was part of the world building. And I wanted to do something that felt um, a lot simpler. And I ended up with, you know, most of their, their heads are squared heads. I mean, just like animators do with like the Simpsons and other cartoons, they, they try to simplify and have just a few details so you can still easily recognize a character. Uh, so uh, to make them iconic enough to be recognizable, but still simple in shape. And uh, I think that's sort of what I tried to do with, with these characters. I feel like that's exactly what you did. I mean, I, I am... It's always exciting for me to make a comic with an artist whose art I love to look at. And it's been... Thank you. I, I absolute, it's an absolute joy to do that with The Evil Life. And it's even a next level above that for me with Cute Crew because I feel like... It, I just like looking at their koala faces all the time. So even though it started on a bit of a whim... I feel like it actually worked out really well because it turns out that those simple designs to me, I, I just, you know, I spend a lot of time in Photoshop, zoomed in on their faces, putting some text near their heads. But that's like a really enjoyable experience for me because I'm a huge fan of your art. And in particular, I'm a huge fan of these designs. So for me, it's been like a very um, rewarding experience just in terms of how much time I spend looking at the artwork. <laughs> That's good to hear because the because you are basically looking at squares and triangles. It's, it's like really basic some of the shapes, but the, the, oh, but you know what wasn't basic? Uh, the squids. No, and that evolved a lot. And I did. And when we were talking about it, I found, you know what this this thing it came together so easily. I feel like maybe we spoke a bit about this on our last episode. I, I figured we could just continue the Making Evil podcast. I know that has nothing to do with the name of this. No, but yeah. But I, fuck it. We got like seven I, episodes or something. I, th I think I know where you're going with this. So yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I was just going to say this This came so easily to us. And I'm, I found the email that I originally sent to you. And it was on January 10th. So we missed our cute anniversary. Oh. We'll have to celebrate it next year. That early. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it was that early. How weird is that, right? But honestly, it was probably mostly done by this point. And like five years ago. Yeah, the concept art, yeah. Because it was like, it was yeah. so fast. But anyway, I, maybe I didn't go to where you were going, but I was going to say, yeah, the squids needed no, some extra development. But I'm looking at the email and the koala versus squid thing was just kind of, I think I had done it. So I, I told a joke to a friend on Facebook about what I was working on next. And I, I was like, oh, it'd be funny if I told him it's this koala versus squid story. He'll think it's so dumb. And then I'll be like, gotcha, <laughs> fucking with you. And then actually, I I very much became enamored with the idea. And then I felt like when we started discussing it as what it could be, it really leveled up to something 
even much cooler than I ever could have imagined because I feel like you really embraced the idea of these these koala this crew of koalas and you gave them so many different shapes and sizes and 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 variations that made them to me something that was a very uh a, a charming and attractive bunch of characters that I wanted to spend a lot of time with but the squids so we based we didn't yeah. know what they were going to look like really no that was kind of because their mouths are between their legs basically normally (laughs) so you wouldn't be able to they wouldn't be able to emote properly and their eyes are at the sides of their head so it was all about figuring out how do i make these like expressive characters out of these animals that are not at all expressive and uh, that was part of the challenge definitely yeah there were a couple evolutions like you had your first design of the squids which looked great and then I felt like as you kept going with them, it almost reminded me of something like, like I don't know if this would have been a touch point for you, but the midpoint of the squids reminded me very much of like 70s animation where it was, it had a it had detail to it, but it was still simplified shapes, but everything was a bit like, there was kind of a droopiness to them. Oh yeah, yep. I know then I feel under. like you kind of tightened up and refined a little bit more in the final design. And now I see them as being a little bit more, I don't know, rubbery, I guess. Yeah, I, and they should definitely feel rubbery because they are, I mean, they have no bones. Yeah. So that's that's definitely part of it uh, without a skeletal structure. And, and the bone thing, wait, I'm not going to spoil anything. Sorry about that. <laughs> I was about to yeah, no, no, that's, talk about yeah that. nobody's uh, even going to know what you're talking about. You can talk exactly. about Exactly. I'm just going to stop myself. You know what? I, but you know what I was about to. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. as dumb um, as it sounds, bones are an important plot point down the line. It, it, it matters. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was a real boner of me trying to talk about that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, oh. sorry, sorry. Hey, it's late. It's late. Okay. It's, 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 I'm in the... It's evening here, so yeah. Uh, but no, uh, the um, where was I going? I yeah, something so the, about a squid and a bone. You, 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 no, but you, you briefly mentioned something that I wanted to touch up, touch upon um, the different shapes and sizes. So originally, when we talked about this book, we talked about being inspired by Saturday morning cartoons, like back in the early '90s, stuff like GI Joe and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was like a huge inspiration for just working with you know anthropomorphic animal, bipedal animal creatures yeah and in fact uh, you know i'm looking at the sentence it said okay here's my story concept that i'm currently most excited about it has the name which loch ness to answer your question it it, koalas probably because it made an acronym really easily exactly that was really i think my main inspiration i just like an acronym but uh the sentence underneath it's alliterations oh yeah yeah the sentence underneath is kind of like G.I. Joe meets teddy bears, but underwater. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the G.I. Joe thing really stuck with me. I loved how uh, Venture Bros handled all those corny G.I. Joe kind of sounding names. So a lot of what was really fun working with working on this project was just, you know, you and I coming up with different weird names for these. Like we had some placeholder names for some of these characters that were just as good as the ones we used because there were so many options. But I think one of the earliest was Hot Flash, the first leader in the first book. Yeah, most uh, of, well, I, you came up with most of those characters like really quick. So then we just had to figure out where the hell we were going to put them. 
we have like I think we have like ten or twenty on the cutting room floor that we never used, uh, just because it was too fun, too much fun just drawing these different weird concepts. And sometimes, sometimes just a simple thing such as a, as a word would inspire a whole character. Just a weird name would oh, yeah. inspire what a character. Could and, look like. and we're talking right now about what exists within a hundred and sixty pages. So yeah. what's that? Sixteen chapters, and then. Mm-hmm. In terms of episodes on Webtoon, I don't know how many that's going to be. A hundred, maybe? Oh, man. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a lot. Probably. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but in terms of shapes and sizes, uh, something most Saturday morning cartoons shows didn't have was that, like the variety of what the characters look like. I, and that's, by the way, something I really appreciated with later Turtles characters that they made, like Donatello, a, li- a little bit more like elongated and scrawnier, and like Mikey's the small one, and Raph's the big bulky one. Like right. I think that makes sense to to emphasize their personalities with what they look like, and definitely something more telling of the times we're in right now that we like to do that with characters. But wasn't wasn't a thing back with the turtles, and some and, and there were a lot of shows that tried to mimic that show that usually try to stay within the same body type as well. And I wanted to mix it up with the body types and make that a huge part of their personalities. I mean, Short Fuse, I mean, you can hear it in his name. He's obviously going to be the shortest one. Uh, right. But it was a lot of fun just, again, playing around with that. So you could get those like nice silhouettes uh, of every character where you could really tell just by looking at them who they get a sense of who they are. Yeah, and it's something that as we record this, we're in the middle of chapter five. And yeah. we our most recent episode on Webtoon was third twenty-four. And what's coming up in number twenty-five, which my plan is to air this before that uh episode is out, but or or right around the same time, is we see in the in the next episode, we see Motoboater out of her costume or clothing i guess it's not yeah costume exactly and what's really interesting to me especially in light of this body shapes thing is how big and and uh and clearly defined her shape is even when she's not wearing the goggles and the overalls and everything that i had kind of always identified as her signature part of her look but when she's out of it she's still like two or three times the size of short fuse (laughs) Oh yeah, she's not just wearing baggy clothes. She is just the biggest crew member. Yeah, she's Hulk strongest as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, she's and, really and going through it right too. now too. Oof. And the contrast. Oh yeah, tough times are tough. She lost her, uh, her, well, her friend. Absolutely, yeah, but you get you do get vibes as well. She yeah, has, you know the, she the has relationship a, a is still strong. developing. There are feelings mm-hmm. there, but it's not necessarily uh... she, she has an attachment to the artificial intelligence of the of the of the sub that's um abnormal yeah job for a computer yeah yeah well even that's changed yeah. that's actually been one of the trickiest things going back when i because i do so much re, um rewriting when i letter the the art and one of the trickiest things is that when i wrote the stuff that we're in right now the submarine was named precious but then as we yeah. as the the story changed and the submarine got its own name and I decided for clarity's sake that Precious would be the operating system for the submarine and Precious is dead 
And now we have Treasure, mm-hmm. who's the operating system for the submarine. Um, because it felt kind of weird if like, I, I, at least for me, logically, it made sense as I was going down the line that that, that was a change that needed to happen. But it's funny when I'm relettering because I have to constantly go through and change the way that the characters talk about this thing, um, which is, I would say, the weirdest and most unexpected part of what I do in terms of me, before people see this comic is I just have to rewrite so much of it. <laughs> not like, yeah, well. not, not obviously not the plot, but. The dialogue changes really significantly. One, because we didn't always know what was going to happen on page 150 versus page 50. But also because we change in terms of what we think is going to make for the best story. So that happens too, you know. Absolutely. And I, and, and, you, and really shows uh, as we've written the story and as the characters grow in our heads, they their personalities change with it. And yeah. Uh, you you get to a point where it feels like well maybe this isn't something short fuse would say not specifically i mean we're still chugging along towards some sort of end point to the story but it's but the journey there might look a little bit differently now especially in terms of dialogue and i think i think what you've done is really stay true to their personalities that we see as you were writing the script later in the story that you go back and sort of you, you punch it up is, is the way I look at it. Well, thank there, you. I, there I appreciate that. It's, it's significant. It was good as it was, but it's noticeably better as well. Much like your microphone compared to your old one. <laughs> it's, it's, it is, it is crisper and it is, uh, it's nicer. It's, well, you know, what? a little bit better. Shout out to my dad, Ed Marino, who is always, a really loving, supportive guy, and got himself a microphone to record some music around Christmas time, and then thought, "Hey, maybe Nick would like a new microphone," and uh, and now here we are, microphoning it. Thanks, Nick's dad. It's really, it's yeah. really nice. It's a real kind of. It's, it's kind of we're reflecting on our parental influences. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and it's a in 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 a way, it's a gift for me as well because I get to listen to better audio quality. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's better. Oh it's my nice. gosh, dude! You just reminded me of something that I need to share with you about this microphone. Mm-hmm. Oh, the secret feature. Yes, the secret. The feature. surprise. The surprise. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> okay, are you experiencing the secret feature? Are you feeling like there are untold secrets right now? God, is that you? Yes, and I've stopped <laughs> by to say that Cute Crew is a great comic. Ah. God out. <laughs> that's... Whoa, dude! Well, I just I mean, blanked out. What happened? Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently God showed up and told us that something we already knew that Cute Crew was a uh, was a great comic. But since God said it, it must be true. I'm back. Yeah. It's objectively, true. objectively. Yeah. Got yeah. out. Got out Thanks, again. God. Nils, you're doing a great job in life. Keep going. Oh my God! Thank you, God. Did I just blaspheme as God was talking to me? I said, oh, my God. As, oh, whoa. Dude, he was I think back I did. again? I think I did. Wow. I think he's cool. Dude, I think did, he's you, cool did you piss him off? No, 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 no. We're, we're good buddies. Uh, but we're, we're, we, we sidetrack so easily. Wait, where were we? We were <laughs> Se- talking secret about... Secret microphone <laughs> features. <laughs> yeah, secret... Oh, you know what? You were talking about um, Motorboater being out of wardrobe. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just like how the distinct six. the shape and build of that character as compared to the 
to other ones on in, in our crew. And how that, that's been really, I love that about their designs. It makes it really fun for me as somebody who spends a lot of time looking at the art and who is, you know, there is a magic in having an idea that turns into a story, that turns into a picture, that turns into something that you never actually could have seen in your mind from the beginning. And a big part of that is is when you when you lend voice to these shapes they when they have the the variations make it so much fun to bring their their voices to life like that to me is one of the most fun parts is like just imagining the voice coming out of this this kind of weird range of of cartoon koalas i'm not maybe that That, sounds insane to say i don't know no but but it definitely sounds uh, totally what does what does uh short fuse sound like to you oh he's he's raspy he's definitely so my, he is, I know, right? Like a Danny DeVito kind of yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. DeVito yeah. would be yeah. If we could get Dorgol like yeah. to do his voice, that would be perfect. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But he's, that he's actually, definitely, you know, he's definitely kind of like this. He's like a little bit, of, and he's always giving. Exactly. He's like, hey, hey, what the hell are you doing over there? He's like, he's like Mega Man from Captain N. Do you remember that? Remember that show? I I don't remember Mega Man's voice, but I was rewatching some Captain <laughs> N weird. recently. It is really uh, weird. He has a, he has a weird voice. Uh, it's really, it's kind of raspy. It's a little scratchy, though. It's yeah. maybe not as deep as as, as short fuses would be, but it's still raspy. Yeah, I agree. And to me, like Miss L, for example, when she's talking, yeah. I just in my mind, she's just Jubilee. So whatever Jubilee sounded oh, yeah. like in the '90s yeah. cartoon, X Men cartoon, that's basically Miss L. Like that's my whole. The one that's a bit tougher is like Astral Jane. I can't decide. She's maybe like if Storm was really sarcastic. Yeah, she has a more grown-up voice than Miss L, definitely. Oh, for that, sure. That, I think that's the major that's the ma- major difference between the two because Miss L's young kid, basically. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but Jane's definitely got like a more more, more adult. I think the one with the most grown-up voice, though, uh, among our female characters, would be uh, Motorboat. Motorboat. You know, motor. I don't know about that because here's my thing with her. I, mm-hmm. I at some point I decided. I want, I've been experimenting with this for the past few years with my characters, trying to give them a, a simple core tenant that I return to over and over again when I'm trying to think of their voice. Kind of in the, again, using Ninja Turtles as an inspiration, how the, over time they evolve so you think, you know, kind of the, the characteristics they use for them in the theme song, right? Mm-hmm. And for Motorboater, I decided I wanted to make one of the core tenets of her personality, curiosity. So I always hear her asking questions about everything, or even if she knows kind of what the answer is, her nature is to kind of always be like, well, is it, or are you sure? Or is that what we should do? So in that sense, I hear her a little bit younger sometimes because I think of that as a quality that you don't have to be young to have that quality, but I tend to associate those two. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We haven't really determined age for any of these characters. No, none, none of these things exist. Because why would we? That, we don't have to. Except for L being... I mean, we know that Miss L is younger than the rest of them. We know that uh, uh, Cold Sore is a lot older than the rest of them. He calls everyone young chap and stuff like that. But Chum, we, chum. We, chum, yeah, chum. No, I think he, he did say chap in the script, but I changed it to chum. It was just it's oh, a funny oh. word. And it's more nautical as well. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Yeah, he's like, I'm always doing... So we got this joke in the house that I'm always dancing around doing ragtime performances. And <laughs> uh, and and Rosie's like very encouraging of it. Uh, shout out to Rosie. Love you. And so I kind of... I, I've been doing his dialogue in my ragtimey voice, if that makes any uh, sense. That, he's that like, works, hey, chum, how you doing, kids? Oh, yeah, that that's definitely... That's definitely cold sore. Yeah. Um, I think Al's probably like the most monotone of, out, out of the crew. Definitely, Al would talk kind of like this. He would yeah, yeah. largely be emotionless, maybe with a bit of echo. Did, was there a little echo no, when that, I did that? It was a little bit of echo, yeah. Uh, would there I be think, a little bit uh, more echo? I think, Maximum echo. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of echo. Dude, I wish uh, I used to, I, think, I had an echo switch for every podcast I've ever recorded. Yeah, you need to go back and add sound effects to everything. Uh, but you know what's weird about the echo switch? I can't. I don't hear it, so I just know I'm echoing. Oh. But I don't actually know what it sounds like until I edit this. Yeah. Well, it sounds really fancy and nice is what it sounds like. Professional. Thank you. Professional is what I'm you'll, going for. You'll have to see. Yeah, or, or I may be lying. Maybe it's really bad. <laughs> Who knows, right? You, you'll have to listen to it. Um, I think Moves is probably the most difficult one in terms of voice. We've only really seen his thoughts right. so far. Who knows, right? But we haven't heard his voice. Right, because as 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 I was saying in our Instagram comments, you know, for those cute crew super fans out there, shout out to the two of you. I and of course you know I'm referring to Jerry the Marmot and Felicia the Marmot, our oh, our super fans who comment on every post. And I do have a couple of questions from them for the episode, by the way. Um they uh, they I don't know if they're on Instagram, they don't follow me, they probably are because they seem like the weird lurker types. But uh, we were hashing it out in the comments recently, and I feel like at some point, I ne- I've never really communicated, communicated it to you, but I just decided Smooth Moves was mute. He, he, he can't speak. Oh. But of course, he has an internal I... voice, you know? Sure. And, and which is what we see when him and Jane communicate telepathically, which I like to imagine they do a lot. We just don't see it on the page. It's interesting. He never, but he he doesn't seem like he's the kind of person who has, who feels the need to communicate because he never does any sign no, language. No, I, I, yeah, I don't think he would be. Down. I don't think he would be telling them anything anyway. I think he'd rather. I, I think he maybe thinks they're kind of like a little annoying, or like a little bit stupid. He's yeah, maybe. I think we whatever you feel think he he's thinking or feeling is sort of what you put into it as well. Like, like. Moves moves is that kind of the character where where a lot of I think what I think uh, the way the reader relates to the story it may reflect largely on how they perceive moves moves mood in I different like situations. That, that is that's um, some insightful shit. No, no. Uh, well, we do tend to get get a little insightful as the podcast continues. <laughs> don't we? We, uh, we do. Uh, but. No, because since he's also wearing a mask, he doesn't really, he's not as yeah. expressive. I mean, he does express emotion through his eyes, but he's not really, but those are usually pretty, like, big emotions, like shock and anger. But most of the time, he just looks like a sneaky koala ninja. Yeah. There it, were, there was, however, there was, however, early on an aspect in regards to moves that we... We left it sort of open. Yeah, have we ever ruled it out completely? I don't know. No, we haven't. And I we just never we, got maybe, around to it. Maybe we should. No, we've we've hinted on it, but we haven't 
uh, addressed it or done anything with it. And it's still unclear. I, I like I like it being open as well. Me too. Yeah, let's keep but, it in the pocket. Uh, I like yeah. that. It's it might be fun to do at some point. There's there's an aspect of moves that may or may not be revealed down the line. Who knows? But oh, I love smooth as moves. of yet. Has what a guy. Oh yeah. But oh yeah. Speaking of which. Loch Ness yeah. also asked, asked us, who are our favorite characters? Oh, well, I know. Which, what, do you want to start? Or... <sighs> yeah. I love smooth moves, but ultimately, at the end of the day, Astral Jane, I just, I, I just think she's the greatest. To me, she's the protagonist of the story. I, I think she is probably the closest thing we have to a main character. It, it's an ensemble cast, but she she is a she's a heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, and well, the and the way we leave things at the end, feathered. I purposely tried yeah. to leave her role potentially slightly diminished if we went beyond these hundred and sixty pages, sixteen chapters that we have planned, because I felt like yeah. I just I was so focused on trying to make her plot line come to fruition. I wanted to try something different, but. I think that's because at some point later on, we're going to meet a different magic character who I also find myself quite enamored with that I'm very ex- excited to explore oh. where they're going to go. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and so anyway, that's mine. Yours. What? Wait, who's your favorite? Well, I feel like I know. She's, she's also a favorite of mine, but I am, I, I'm really attached to short fuse. I like my short grumpy characters. Those are, I yeah. tend to gravitate towards those. I usually have like a favorite character of the week though, but but I tend to go back to to uh, short fuse, and I treated him. I give I did give him some special treatment in terms of the art style and how I communicate the story through him specifically. I I agree with that. I think he is probably um, the most expressive character. Not only in terms of facial expressions, but also how I communicate time and progression through his shirt changes. Yeah. Because he's the only character that changes outfits, unless we can't, we have to discount like um, the underwater gear and stuff like that. But right. in terms of everyday attire, he's the only one who actually changes his clothes, and that's really partially me wanted to wanting to uh, break the trope, basically. Yeah. Uh, with these cartoon characters always wearing the same outfit, but it's still always a flowered shirt. So he's never in anything except for a flowered shirt, but the variety of the, the color pattern varies. He, he never wears the same shirt in any issue. So you can really tell when it's a new issue or not, unless yeah. they're in a situation where he wouldn't have access to his wardrobe because continuity matters, uh, <laughs> which is when he'd keep wearing the same shirt until he'd again have access to his wardrobe. Right. Right, yeah, and by issue, uh, what what Nils is referring to specifically is we had yeah. built this comic to be two chapters in every issue, kind of like exactly. two halves of a half-hour cartoon episode that you would have gotten back in the 80s. And so, hypothetically, if there's some cool comic book publisher out there, these were built to be single-issue comic books. And we got eight of them just ready to be a sick mini-series for you if you hear this and you like what, <laughs> you, like what you hear. Or like a... Or like a kick-ass trade paperback because yeah, it's, it re- it the really, length of a, it's it's the yeah. length of a paperback trade paperback. Basically. It really is. Yeah. Or depending yeah. on your uh, publishing model, two trade paperbacks. <laughs> oh sure, sure. Yeah, like mini books. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I know you love short fuse. We we gone over this. I know you love and, it. And I'm not I'm not trying to cut it short. I'm yes. just I'm returning to it. No. And I'm saying it's I feel yeah. like I enjoy how much you enjoy drawing him. And he is in a way, he's not useless, but his his skill set is probably probably the the least flexible and the most specific to like he's good at two things. He can either arm or disarm explosives and everyone else has this range of um, talents and abilities like magic or uh, or um, like Al's uh, a doctor and a scientist and he can analyze things both technical and uh, molecular and everything and moves is just this super ninja and then we have short fuse who can do two things basically uh, <laughs> I kind of like that but he's yeah. on the team he's and, and motorboater can fix things and she's the heavyweight so she's also the strongest and she she uh she, you know she breaks up hinges on doors with her uh, with her wrench like she's like really useful definitely uh, but probably the short most functional member of the team yeah. yeah and it made sense when short fuse was left behind by by uh oh my god i'm blanking on his name uh, um, uh rough tough stuff hard job no Tough stuff. Sorry. Tough stuff. Hard, Hard job is the name that we cut. Exactly. That cut was one of our name. early contenders. Yep. It was a fine name, but uh, yeah, tough stuff's better. Uh, yeah. But there's another thing with Fuse that I really like, and that's the fact that he is uh, completely uh, bottomless. No pants. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's, he's got he's the going, classic Donald going, Duck trope. Exactly. He's going full Donald Duck. Uh, it's it's just something I wanted to work in there. It's never addressed. Uh, they all wear clothes, so he's probably naked from the bottom down. It's not clear if that matters. Although Chief Beef technically is also uh, bottomless, so he's not alone. Yeah, I don't but think we find that out for a long time, though. Yeah, maybe she's like see... inspired. You're right. <laughs> we don't see a full body shot of of her. That would be like a, a weird like in terms of today's you know situation with the pandemic and all uh like a weird zoom accident or something like that because you know, <laughs> that like is her true though they actually, really only zoom her with her being, <laughs> her actually being unintentionally bottomless uh no but but shirt fuse is for some unexplained reason uh bottom from the from the waist uh, naked from the waist down and nobody cares uh it's just like a free-spirited guy oh yeah yeah, but with a grumpy, reserved personality yeah. at the same time. He's, <laughs> yeah, hmm. he's complex. This <laughs> he is. Um, yeah, contains multitudes. No, but I think I think that's he's probably my favorite in terms of all of those things I just said. But the one I really tend to focus on when I read the story is Jane. So I think that's because she has a lot of those like protagonist qualities. She has some developments uh, going on. Uh, she has her own, like the whole thing with Miss L as well. Like there's a secondary character connected right. to her as well. Right. She has an active internal life, literally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we can tell a lot about her just from looking at uh, the different symbols and colors inside of her head. Yeah. That, like if you, if you, you can actually sit down and pick apart, the different much, much like the astral plane we talked about in, in the evil life there is yeah. a lot of symbolism and stuff going on in in her mind in her brain that is one of my favorite it's actually my computer's desktop background 
the no way yeah it is it's the panorama of inside jane's brain i just i love that shot that's one of my faves so much fun like to draw yeah and foolishly we never really fully went back to it no well i mean what were we thinking (laughs) no but i think it was good i think if it's good no it is uh yeah leave it yeah we we go a lot of other places especially when we we even leave this cute cruise earth for a little bit and that then then we get to see some really outrageous stuff too there's so many good locales great settings like honestly the the second half of the story is my favorite part of the story we haven't even gotten to like any of my absolute favorite parts yet we're we're getting we're not too far away from hitting the midpoint we'll be at the midpoint in i don't know maybe around june maybe yeah that's when we got, start getting to some of my favorite. Things. That's also where stuff gets a little weird. But I, I really like the story at that point. I mean, I, I, I have, I have a few favorite. I, in terms of dialogue, like things still feeling kind of small scale. There are a lot of things I like with the story. I especially like uh, uh, Hot Flash in the first chapter. You know who and else loves Hot Flash that we received a question from? Oh, Jerry the Marmot. So, if you guys follow us on Webtoon, which is really the only place to read the comic, so don't try to act like you're not following us on Webtoon. It, although we do have the chapters on Gumroad if you want them. So, Jerry, he, he was a character in our previous webcomic, The Evil Life. And uh, after his appearance in that comic, he started a Webtoon account and, and kind of interacted with us, which I appreciate. And then he came over with us to this comic. And, I, Jerry, thank you. I appreciate your support. You're a super big pain in my ass. But we appreciate you as a reader, right? And and consumer of our, he pays for the content, right? I have to say these things. What does he pay customer, for the right? content? Yeah, I maybe I don't know. On gun, yeah, maybe he does. I mean, if he, does, he probably if he, does. If he doesn't, I'm, I'm not going to say anything nice about him if he doesn't pay for the comment. I don't know. I mean, do marmots have money? I'm not really clear on this. I mean, I guess maybe. I, I don't yeah, know what right. his deal is. Pers- I don't want to get too personal. Is he one of the moments that, that robbed the, the... Yeah, true. Fel- Felicia does have money after... She should have after some... After mugging yeah. a guy that was oh, trying yeah, to mug her up. roommate. Yeah, that's oh, a whole... Geez, he's he's yeah. a forest marmot. That's right. I don't, know what, I don't know what his money situation is, but... So Jerry, they're getting nuts. He's paying us in nuts and berries. Right, and I appreciate him reading. Yeah. And he wants to know when is Hot Flash going to come back. Right. Yeah. So somebody has to tell him about the concept of death and the way that is has a, a sense of permanence to it. Maybe he hasn't figured it out yet. I mean, there's a bit of a theme we're building up with. Our first, the very first scene in our comic opens with the death of their previous leader, and true, every leader they've had since then has died. And I don't want to spoil anything, but Cold Sore in the middle of the chapter we're in right now is not especially good at making life decisions so things aren't looking good for him either and i have my hopes up you know he what a, he has a he has his can-do attitude i, I, I like him. his attitude and i got hope for him but yeah. not too much and jerry i just gotta say i appreciate you standing hot flash so much but i would say there's probably a 99.9 percent chance that hot flash will never live again hmm there's still that 1%, though. Yeah. Point one. Of Hold on to it, Jerry. Yeah. 
And, yeah, and I just want to emphasize my focus on the word, she's not going to live again. Yeah. That's mainly, it's just, I just Ooh. don't think it's going to happen for you, Jerry. Yeah. Anyway, we got that's a question some, from Felicia. specific wording. Yeah, very specific. But you know what? Before we get to that question, that does actually bring us the concept of dying leaders. Have we... We haven't talked about that. Oh, yet. right. And that's something that Loch Ness asked us about as well. He wanted to know what, yeah. what's, what's up with the killing off the characters. Exactly. Why, why are we killing the leaders? Do you, you want to what? take that one? I, I know for me, the inspiration was mm-hmm. very simple. I, when we were coming up with the, char- the, the crew for Cute Crew, I had a real axe to grind with leader characters. And I hate yeah. when a character's only personality uh, quality or primary personality quality is that they're a leader. I hate Cyclops. I feel like Leonardo has had aspects added to him over time, but in, in the early cartoons, I could not stand Leonardo in the turtles. I just thought he was so annoying. And like, man, I have so much responsibility, right? That's it. That's it. That's the whole, that was this whole deal. Responsibility. I'm responsible for you guys. And obviously in the comics, it's very different. He has a lot more going on, you know, but yes, that was his, and that was a good voice too. And thank you. I think that's kind of what like a teenage turtle might sound. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And and with GI Joe, I've never cared for any of the leader characters. I mean, what Flint and Duke, what, what even do they do? Nothing. Um, Hawk uh, we, wasn't he another really one? Agree. They're so boring. Uh, we really agreed on that. Like, yeah. why? Because when we start, when we started constructing these characters, they were vaguely based on existing tropes. We figured, right. well, we need like a tech person, we need a magical one, we need like the, they they filled various functions for the story. But when it came to the leader, we were we were we reached a point where we could decide between actually having a leader and making the leader good but then you i think you said something like to the to i think what you said was do we actually but do we need a leader right that, that's sort of i think that was the start of it like do we does the cute crew actually have to have a leader what if the leader dies yeah i think that that was something i wanted to explore and actually that has become one of the biggest overarching themes throughout the entire story as something that I was very excited to tackle as, as, as the shit gets deep for these characters, as we get into our 13th, 14th chapter and stuff like that, as we're nearing our, our big epic kind of like conclusion to this particular story that we have mapped out. I really wanted to see, I wanted to explore the idea of, well, you got all these characters who are very capable and intelligent in their own right you know, what if we decided that we weren't going to give them a leader to be a single point for calling all the shots? I wanted to explore what that would feel like. And that was really fun for me going through that theme. Also, I just have a general disrespect for all forms of authority. So, you know, that was not hard to infuse into the story. But it gave, but it also gave us a a lot of options in terms of what if we explore different types of leaders? Some are really cooperative, some are really authoritarian, and how that particular leader shapes that episode. Yeah, was yeah really that's really good. Well, that's, that's, I guess, yeah. You're saying it very wisely, and I like that. And, oh, and also, like, like it was intentional, right? <laughs> like that was, <laughs> just wasn't something that ha- happened to happen. It was, uh, yeah. No, totally you're right, you're right. And, and it was a great revolving door for all the incredible koalas you designed that didn't make the final cut for the the core team 
Exactly. And it wasn't an excuse to, you know, expand the roster for the sake of expanding the roster either. Because a lot of those shows like G.I. Joe's that has like a million characters after a while uh, with very specific functions or, uh, I don't know, like Pokemon with like a million, uh, thousands at least, of different creatures. We're not adding for the sake of, uh, we're not adding in a way where it after a while becomes almost impossible to track all of these characters. We're adding... Uh, characters that show up for like a single episode and they put like a and they put their mark on the story but only for that specific episode okay i'm talking about like it's, it's a tv show but you you get i guess i think you know, of you know what show, though. we call them episodes on webtoon so yeah. it, it, i think it fits True. and in our mind this was somewhere in between a comic and a what could have been an animated show you know, in terms of the way that we were structuring it, this is very influenced by, by the kind of structures of those cartoons. So yeah, I mean, it is it is really an episode in that sense, and uh, and yeah, and, and it, it was it was yeah, I like that that they each add their own flavor to it, and it was a chance to feature those designs. It's a chance to to give a middle finger to the idea of the leader character, and uh, and also it's it's you know I don't know it's a fun contrast with the idea of you know they're called the cute crew but you know there's always some weird death for the leader and while it wasn't and while it wasn't the inspiration for it we do have it does mimic the style of south park in a sense the early seasons of south park where they right. killed off kenny kenny That's a good point. in every in every episode and it's something i've thought about as we were working on this story that it's it's kind of reminiscent of that that we have this reoccurring almost like a really dark gag yeah at the end of of every issue um and it's and and to a degree it's it's dark for the sake of being dark as well it is a bit no just because it sets sets a tone for it it contrasts well with everything being cute otherwise it would be just having that little little thing that's just really like messy and um yeah and terrible yeah yeah, and, and that's the main, I think, I don't want to say criticism, because it's not like we got a, a gobs of feedback. But when pitching this or trying to find the agent or trying to find a publisher for it, that was one of the things I would hear back is they're like, uh, I don't know if we can take this on as a as a project for middle grade, they would say, you know, uh, exactly. it, it seems more mature because of this death aspect of the story. And honestly, you know, it, we couldn't change it because it was <laughs> in there from the beginning. <laughs> Yeah. And we had already done over a hundred pages of it by the time we were showing it to anyone. So, yeah, I know. And I mean, technically, it wouldn't be impossible to write out characters, you know, have them leave. But, but at the same time, I would, in those instances, it would be better to skew it towards a more mature audience anyway, yeah. if that's what they believe is is right for the story. But yeah, they had a real problem figuring out like what's the target audience. I think we did as well. Like, who? What is our audience like? Yeah, I mean, I think in in my mind, the audience is very clear. It's really, you know, it's basically similar to what you get when you tune in to almost any Cartoon Network show, which is that it's yeah. it might be a little, at sometimes it might feel a little bit unfamiliar or, or or weird for a kid who's really young, you know, like a four or five or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think once a kid hits eight ish or so from there on up anybody can watch this and understand what's going on and it's not 
overly complex or overly too dark for them or anything. You know, I, I, I maybe almost like a, I don't know. I think because we were drawing so much inspiration from animation, I was just thinking about the way that animation tends to create a general audience. And that, and that was what in my mind it was. But then when it comes to trying to describe that to a prospective publisher or agent, that doesn't, that's not a, that's not a slot for like a, there's, you don't just say, Oh, my audience is like maybe eight and up. That's not really what <laughs> what they're looking for in terms of a demographic. So that was tough. Didn't we talk about, didn't we compare it to Adventure Time yeah. in terms of audience? Yeah, I think we did. That's similar. It, 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 it uh, that it caters to man, children, and women uh, <laughs> yeah. of our age, roughly, like in their. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like. Estimate, 30s, early 40s that range but also all the way down to like uh school grade yeah eight-year-olds and up basically. i would think i mean i like to think of it kind of like i love teen titans go that's one of my favorite shows and to me even though we're not doing a satire like they're doing of of previous cartoons i often think about that tone when i think of what i enjoy about the tone of our story so for me it's it's a no-brainer, but I get that maybe that doesn't translate as simply to other people. Oh, yeah, that and the, sometimes they may not agree as well. I mean, sometimes they may see this story and think we're, we're going beyond what those shows do and that we are darker than Adventure Time, maybe. Or at least that Adventure Time started off light and then started going dark, that we sort of first have to build like a trust with the audience because we kill off leader in the first episode that's it's pretty that's darker than most yeah do you have a favorite death so far how many have we lost we've had a we have yeah we i wait yeah so we've lost do we count uh they they talk about the dead leader oh yeah they've already it's a hard job the dead leader we were just talking about that character's name that's the dead leader Yes, I, we have a concept art for him as well. I think Hard Job wasn't he like a, an Iron Man ripoff character? Maybe we, we never used we never used him. I think the concept art for him was that he has this koala shaped suit of orange and yellow armor. The I'll concept wasn't files. great. It's I got it here. It, I got all. It wasn't of great, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had so if he counts because. He does get a mention, so he, he should yep. count. Uh, we have that. We have the first on-screen slash panel death is uh, Hot Stuff. No, sorry. Uh, hot Flash, yeah. Oh, hot dude. Flash. Hot Stuff is not a character. Dude, just... Jerry is going to be pissed with you. <laughs> hot Flash. And I came up with the name. I couldn't remember what her name was. <laughs> yeah, so Hot, hot Flash. Hot Flash. Uh, and then we have... Um, Who's next? Tough stuff? No, then it's... Is there anyone... Then it's maybe our coolest leader so far, Fist Zone. Oh my god, I forgot about Fist Zone. All these names sound dirty, by the way. But but, yeah, uh, Fist Zone, that was definitely the point. I think I may have made that one up as well. You definitely did. Yeah, because I just drew a koala with a closed fist on his but you know what i really appreciated with fist zone is that he has a third eye when he opens the palm of his hand i love that 
yeah, such a just a small detail to show that he's a magical user as well. Yeah, it would have been fun to keep him around a bit longer. But yeah, you're right. I found the. I'll actually I'll use that. That'll be our other featured image. Loch Ness's awesome pinup <laughs> of the team, and then yeah. your awesome concept art of Hard Job. Who? Oh no! Well, okay. was apparently yeah, the Iron it, it's, Koala. It's like, yeah, it's it's probably my least favorite of these. Okay, so, so just um, disclaimer: these concept art. <laughs> Uh, these concepts for different leaders, uh, they're really like sloppy and quick, quickly made. No, this made. is a good sketch, <laughs> man. Don't be knocking yourself. But 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 you know some of these uh, I'm I'm really happy with, with these concepts. But usually I don't even color within the lines. Sometimes I'll just you know sloppily color it just to give you a sense of what I'm going for. But, no, I hear you. But look, this is the reason why he was killed off page before we started. He didn't make the cut. But you know what he's got? That's incredible. Do you remember? You gave him little rockets on his boots, like little jet. No way. Yeah, it's so good. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, maybe. I guess I need to send this to you right now. I'll send it to you on Skype. Nice. Um, so one thing that we actually haven't addressed yet, uh, speaking of Fist Zone, when he opens his hand, he's a magical koala. All magic users, there's a continuity thing between them. Should we talk about that? You know what I'm <sighs> It's not like a spoiler matters because this is really just us and and a few friends listening or whatever. But I don't know if I feel like I'm ready to get into it. I kind of feel like it feels like a big thing. It's a big. It's really important to our story. I would almost say, if if, to our friends out there that are listening, what do you think is the the continuity connector between magic that you've seen so far in the comic? And maybe it's not totally clear, or maybe it's really obvious, Mm -hmm. and I don't realize it. I would just be interested to see what people think about that. But yeah, let's uh, let's save that because it might we it, we might need ample time to really delve into it. But and I'm not sure. Yeah, let's save that. I'm so ready to go into that conversation, but I'll save it. Um, that's a, it's a good teaser for what we can tackle next episode. But that was our third leader. Uh, then we have tough stuff. Tough stuff. Yeah. We and uh, oh, that's right. That's what he looked like. You know what? This is actually – I was thinking of an older picture. This is actually a more – I actually did two, I think. Yeah, I think you did, but I didn't find the other hard job drawing yet. I'll that's, see if I can that's, find it. That, no, no, no. That's just as well. This is the better one. That's a good one, right? I really like that this design. This is the, the – the, well, let's call it the better one. But yes, it is. And um, <laughs> he has all of those lines across those seams across his armor that's also reminiscent of like all the environments within the ship as well. Yeah. Just these these geometrical shapes all over the place, which felt like really like not just G.I. Joey, but – generally like 80s 90s tech stuff had panels all this paneling mm-hmm. felt like an important aspect of the environment as well yeah he's like a, he's a poor man's uh iron man he he can't fit the the cannon on, in the palm of his hand and the, the the rocket boots can't fit the rockets underneath his <laughs> heels so he has he has to have like everything externally oh, i love it
right, so we we've heard the end theme. We know what we know what the end theme sounds like, and uh, <laughs> sure. sure. That, but you know, but you know, sense. the conversation can just keep going anywhere we want it to. Oh yeah, like I am a talker. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just you know, give me a micro. You know, just give me a microphone and leave. And uh, who knows? Would I even notice? Maybe. You would. Yeah, I'd notice. You'd notice yeah. I would. You absolutely. know, by the way, I'm going through the files here. I don't have a different hard job drawing. So either I didn't save it or you never sent it. Mm, just as well. No, no, because that one I did not really. <laughs> but, you know, this one's, the, this one's the good one. Yeah. Better one. Yeah. But we could probably down the line show a few leader concept pictures as well. That would be pretty, yeah, pretty cool. Just sure. showing like what the first concepts look like. Some are really like pretty much the exact ones we used. Like uh, Cold Sore and Hot Flash look pretty much exactly yeah. the way they do in the in the comic. But yeah, yeah, I think as we get some of the some of the leaders like in, introduced a bit later, their looks evolved a little. A little bit, yeah, and, and and it would also be pretty cool showing some of the ones we never used. Oh yeah, I would love to do that. Well, yeah, and I've I've been a bit like secretive about it because I'm like, well, will we never use them? I mean, we don't have anything planned That's at the moment, true. but you never true. know hmm. if we decide to. I don't. I mean, these are to me. Do you, do you think we'll ever use? Do you think we'll ever use Major Dumper? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was just for the name of it. I mean, that's just so hit Nick Marino up um, at nickmarino.com if you want to see Major Dumper in the comments. <laughs> no, 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 my email address. It's nickmarino yeah. at gmail.com. Gmail.com. And, and I very that's stubbornly true. refuse to not change it, even though it often really annoys the shit out of me that I get. No, it does, and you, you love it. It's, it's I both too love, much. No. You've had too much fun with it. I have had a lot of fun with it, but I also hate it because they, you got to think about it. For every email that I post about, there's at least two or three that I don't post about that I just bitch about at home. So at least Rosie oh, yeah. is like, Rosie hates that I haven't changed my email. Yeah, raising her hand over there. She's shrugging, yeah. but, but she's, she's yeah. <laughs> she hates that I haven't changed. It does lead to some good comedy, though. Uh, I was just going to say something about free slippers, actually. I got to say, my last pair of free slippers, I feel like they punked me because the filling inside of them gets so loose that it was getting all over my house. It was getting stuck to all my stuff. Huh. No wonder they were free. Yeah, exactly. Like, they wanted to get rid, rid of them. But like, seriously, I did get three. I got they, three they were pairs like, of you slippers. Throw it out. Yeah. That's not too bad actually that's no it really good. was not bad i mean they Pays you know to be named nick marino that's, that's a Look, good name to have nick marino in indiana you should have used your own email address that's all i gotta say to you otherwise you could have had these slippers how did he mess that up though you know why because they think did, when you were young like say it's like 2005 yeah. 2000 2002 i don't know something like that sure did you just like give out a random email address when somebody asked you for one thinking nobody's got that or who cares if they have that email address nobody wanted my email address well, well okay fair enough I, I don't i don't i no, but i don't remember i don't think people used to did people ask people for email addresses back in 2002 yeah occasionally i'd have to give it out for I something mean, just you know. online shopping was just becoming a thing yeah, i guess there you, were newsletters you, you never had to confirm something back in the day so i would give out you know i don't know what i you know, probably motorboater at Gmail or motorboater at Hotmail. Yeah. I don't know. Just to stay relevant to a cute career. But um <laughs> yeah. 
something along those lines. And then at some point, I guess Nick Marino is around the world. And I want to emphasize around the world. This is not just an American phenomenon. Decided that I was their trash email address. That's how it happened. That's it. They just figured it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. They majorly dumped on your email. Your major dumper. Yeah, yeah. I am the major dumper here. Specifically, I am really annoyed with Nick Marino in Italy, who signed up for the streaming service Vivid, which is different from what we would know as Vivid in America, which is a very famous porn company. But there, in Italy, Vivid is like their Netflix. And he signed up for it, and I can't take over the account because you can't sign in if you're not coming from an Italian IP address. Unless you're using a VPN. I know, but I can't be bothered to do that. That's like, that's too much I know, that's too much much work. Plus, it'll all be in Italian anyway, so. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't help things. Everything dubbed. Like, (laughs) unless you want to watch, I don't know, uh, Teen Titans in Italian. That that would oh. that might be interesting. Can you imagine Robin's voice? It would be really funny. <laughs> it would be really funny, like an adult person, like like who sounded someone who sounded adult voiced it. Because sometimes, if you've ever hit those dubs by mistake, uh, is sometimes the choices of voice actors are kind of weird. Um, like I would not go without voice, but you know maybe their options are limited. Who knows? Molto bene. That's yeah. my, that's how they would dub him, I think. That's my guess. That that was pretty good, actually. Thanks. You want that like teeny, scrappy kind of voice? Yeah, yeah. We don't have anyone like that in Cute Crew. We don't. We're not not, not like a teen kid boy, at least. No. No. Hmm. Hmm. We tend to yeah, we tend to lean grumpy old people more than we do young people, except for Miss L. But most of our characters are. They lean old. There's a leader coming up. Did I tell you about this one? I'm not going to tell you who. Okay. But there's a future leader that whose appearance is strongly influenced by Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, he really is, and I'm so excited for yeah. that chapter because did you? It has a did, that chapter has a great you? reveal in it that I'm really waiting on. Yeah. This is so far into the future as well. It's not even... No, I don't think it's yeah, that far. Sh- it's only like... It's it, like next chapter, isn't it? No, 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 no. We're talking book two. This is... this is. Am I this not is, thinking who you're had, thinking about? Oh, I don't think so. This one has a green outfit. Oh. Green? Green, yeah. Mostly green. Inspired by De Niro. Oh, I thought you were talking about the one that's in the next chapter. Ooh, this one has a mole and everything. Oh, wow! I didn't you know even which one? notice. I mean, no, nah, but it's if you if if you look, at you should be fairly obvious. I mean, like that one's probably because I sort of had that voice in mind almost like that. I like for it. that character. Can yeah. I do it, De Niro? Anyway, I if I can do it, De Niro, I, you, I can. You talking to me? Can't do it, you looking at me? Yeah, talking to me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. I, I don't think I've ever tried it the nearer though. Do you really want to analyze this? Because I'll analyze that. No, that's not, that's not really it. I don't think I've ever tried De Niro. Yeah. 